0: It's good to see you all today. And it's great to have some new people with us. We give you a warm welcome. And this morning I want to deliver a message called Confidence in God to Overcome. Confidence in God to Overcome. And my main scripture is from John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33, and this is Jesus speaking to the disciples. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Oh, isn't this a fantastic word from the Lord? Is this not a word that we need right now in this day and age? Notice that Jesus says the peace is in Him. He does not say to you that you will have peace in NATO. He does not say that you will have peace in your nation or where you live. No. The peace is in the kingdom of God. The peace comes from walking with Jesus. I saw a quote from Corrie ten Boom, this beautiful Dutch lady who was a Holocaust survivor. She's with the Lord now. But she said this was her experience when she was in the most horrible place ever. The most horrible place that man could conjure up, that is the place where she experienced the peace of God. So if you think you have tribulation, compare yourself to a Holocaust survivor. Compare yourself. Why? Because the peace of God is supernatural. And it's not dependent on our circumstances, you see. So this is what Jesus said. He's saying, you've all had tribulation, but be of good cheer. Now this time when Jesus is speaking to the disciples, let's just spill back and imagine the situation. Jesus has been in the upper room. They've had communion together like we've had. Jesus has washed the disciples' feet and he's shown them by example that this. It's not about um, what you can get, it's about what you can give. It's about serving others. That's what the kingdom is about. And then he's telling them about this wonderful relationship that we, the church, will have with the Holy Spirit. Because, remember, this is Jesus speaking to the disciples before the day of Pentecost. But we live on the other side, and we have now the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us, and he's telling them about that. And Jesus knows he's just about to go to the cross. Jesus knows he's going to the cross. He knows what's ahead. The disciples haven't understood. They haven't understood. And this is like his last chance to speak heart to heart to the disciples. And so he's telling them this. He's telling them that God's purpose for their life is so that they might be a fruit. And then he's telling them to go into the world. There's going to be persecution, but be a good cheer. This was his message to them. So Jesus overcame so that we can overcome. We are not overcomers in our own strength. We are overcomers in the Lord. In order to be an overcomer, there has to be something to be overcome. How can you be an overcomer if you've never had any obstacles in front of you? We love, to hear that we overcome overcomers, But we don't like the fact that this thing is to overcome. They <laughs> the two go hand in hand, don't they? It's obvious. And yet, sometimes, we only like half of it. We overcome by faith, by praying, by decreeing, by prophesying, by worshipping. These are all some of the ways that we overcome, isn't it? What do all of these things have in common? Praying, prophesying, worshipping, speaking the word of God. What do they all have in common? They all have to do with our mouth. They all have to do with words. Think about it. They all have to do with words that come out of our mouth. and not to come out of our mouth, they have to come from our inside. Have to come from our inside. So it's actually coming from the inside. So we overcome by the words of our mouth. To get it into our mouth, it has to come from our heart. The victory is in your mouth. The victory for your situation and what you're facing is in your mouth. Why are words so important? Well, let's go back to Hebrews eleven three. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So God created the whole universe by His Word. He didn't create by anything that you can see with your eye. He created by His Word. You see how important words are? Because God spoke. How many times did God have to say, let there be light? Did he have to speak fifteen times and get on his knees and No! God spoke once and immediately it was. Immediately God speaks once and it is. And so, that's why you and I overcome us. Because he's given us his word in our life. Okay, sometimes we have to pray over people three times. Or four or five. Because we are human and we are not Jesus. But it can happen the first time. Why not? Because it's the word of God in our life. Which is just as powerful as when God speaks. (coughs) Words are important. The word overcome, in Greek is the name don't ask me how it's really pronounced I don't speak Greek which means to subdue to conquer, to overcome to prevail, to get the victory that is what the word means interesting, it's from the root word Nike, like the sports shop anybody like Nike t-shirts and jogging pants Nike, what's the slogan? just do it Just do it. It's the root word overcome. So that's who you are. God is saying to you, just do it. Just do it. (laughs) How prophetic is that? Remember that next time you walk past a shop, God is speaking to you. (laughs) Seriously. The word of God is so powerful. Um, A few weeks ago, we were watching TBN on television, and on came Mark and Sharon Hind and we were like, wow, I said, now look, they're on television, they're on television, and they are in AOG, and he's a pastor here in Scotland, and at the beginning of the COVID period, we were all praying, this church here, we were praying for him, you know, his life was on a very thin thread, and they were there on TBN, and they were sharing their testimony. And it was, I think think it was September, October, he was taken into hospital. As far as he's concerned, after that, he doesn't remember anything. When somebody that you love is really sick and they're totally out, they are not able to pray, they are out. It's everybody else that have to hold them up in prayer. So it was his wife that picked up the story. And she just kept praying for his healing. The doctors didn't give a very good diagnosis. It got worse and it got worse. And they, Of course, she wasn't allowed to visit in the hospital. Remember, it was really terrible. People, the loved ones were not allowed in. I remember they had daily Zoom calls, people praying for Mark and just standing on the word of God. Sometimes it can be a battle, but you keep standing on the word of God. God will do a miracle. And Sharon was saying that. Eventually they said, okay, you can come into hospital. The reason the doctors allowed her to go into hospital was because they said he's going to be dead within a day or so. You see? So they allowed her in in their mind to say goodbye. But Sharon had been praying even spoke to the little girl and said what do you think and the little girl says 95% of me says dad's going to be okay but 5% of me says he's not and Sharon said she had to ask the Lord again am I praying the right thing and she got the peace of God that God says no he's going to live You're, you're praying the right prayer it's not his time so she said she was determined in her heart and when she came into the hospital and they're trying to prepare her as the wife to say, he's going to go, you see? All his, his organs were all shutting down. And they, were, and they gave her a box of tissues. And she went like this. No. I have come to pray for my husband. She was not giving in to her emotion. She was not because she knew God had called her to be the warrior. When you are the warrior, you don't have time to listen to your own emotions. You stand on the word of God.
1: This is what a warrior does.
0: You stand on the word of God. I mean, you've done everything else. The scripture said you still stand. You see, it's not that she wasn't didn't have emotions, but she chose. She said, I'm here to pray for my husband. She, she walked in and she said, blood was pouring out. It was terrible looking. But she had to hang on to the word of God. And she prayed. And she prayed. And the doctors were amazed. After a couple of days, his organs started to work again. The doctors will tell you, organs don't just start working again. Except for God. It's a miracle. There they both were on TV and testifying. It's a miracle. Why? Because Jesus said, you are an overcomer. Just do it. You are an overcomer. These are the words of Jesus to us. So our words are really, really important. That men, who of you were here at the men's meeting that our dear brother Donald oh. stopped breathing and his heart stopped beating? Were you there? They didn't get the box of tissues out. No. John stood up and he rebuked the spirit of death. And he started to breathe again and his heart started again. That's what a warrior does. You will breathe that spirit of death in the name of Jesus. We've got a power source. It's the name of Jesus. All of you that receive prayer today, you receive prayer in the name of Jesus. That's the power source. So it's so important what you believe in your heart and then you confess it with your mouth. Very often, we experience the Lord first before we actually understand it, and we experience the peace of God, and it comes. In the book of Acts, when we read, how did the apostles, how did the disciples actually do? It's really interesting. You read, we all know about the day of Pentecost, and as we get into the book of Acts, we get to Acts 5. And verse 40, all the way through to Acts 6, verse 1, Um, when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, so what had happened was the apostles preached about Jesus, and they were put in prison, but God supernaturally released them from prison, and then they caught them again, and this is where we are reading here, it says, when they called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded them, they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching, preaching Jesus as the Christ. And then in the next chapter it says, now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying do you see it? They were told, don't you dare preach in the name of Jesus. And the minute that they were left out, that was the first thing they did. They did not go with the political agenda of the day. They preached the word of God. That's what they had to do. We preach the word of God. Ignore any restraints put on by man. You preach the word of God, <coughs> and when they were beaten for it,
1: did they get a box of
0: tissue right? No. It says they rejoice that they were found worthy. And what did God do? Revival. Because the disciples were multiplying. This is what we're seeing in many parts of the world just now. This is what's happening in China, people. They're being persecuted. And the church is growing and mushrooming. And growing and growing in revival. Because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. We are overcomers, we are overcomers. So it's so important what we say and what our words are. Death and life are the, in the power of the tongue, Proverbs eighteen twenty-one and Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what we say, what we think, and what we say are so so important, so 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 important. Now, I just want to, um, I just want to bring in a little bit that I also shared at the ladies' meeting because I feel this is really important. There's become um, a bit of wrong teaching in some church circles where people make a habit of saying oh yes, yes, the devil's really getting at me today. Oh, yeah, yeah, my camera will start, the devil's really getting at me because I was at the prayer meeting last night and this is what he's doing to me. All of that kind of talk, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, listen to the book of Acts. Listen to the New Testament. The people of God don't speak like that. This is not biblical. It is not biblical to talk like that, because when you do, if you believe the enemy has a right to attack you, and you speak it out and you confess that, you've just opened the door to the enemy. You've given away the authority that God has given you, so don't talk like that. Jesus told us we would have tribulations. Yes. Yes, we are in a war. Yes, yes. But you do not give away your authority. Don't give away your authority. Watch what you say. Watch what you say. Speak hope. Speak faith. Speak the word of God. Don't fall in. It's just become a bad habit. You see, the enemy will take that chance. You just open the door this much, he will go in. He will go in. I've read out the testimony from Emma and David Stark in Glasgow to the ladies on Wednesday, how they would go out in all these various um, prayer assignments, preaching the word in these dark places. And when they would come back, they would find that the kids were sick, the washing machine had broken down, the fridge wouldn't work, blah, blah, blah. And they turned around and said, well, yeah, that's because we're in spiritual warfare. Until one day... And I thought, wait a minute. What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? It says that all authority has been given to Jesus Christ. And he's passed on. Why am I putting up with this? And she realized they had opened the door themselves by the way they spoke. So they changed the way they spoke. And they never ever had any problems. The problem stopped immediately. So easy, easy fix. Stop talking like that. Just say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Where I, with my mouth, confessed the wrong thing, confessed the wrong thing, and it's broken. This world here, the Lord says in Psalm 115, verse 16, the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth He's given to the children of man. And we read in Genesis 1:26 that when God created Adam. He says, let us make men in our image, in our likeness. Let them have dominion. So you and I are created for dominion. We are created with authority because we are created in the image of God. And we need to remember that and not give away the authority that God has given us. Hello, hello. So, there's no backlash in the kingdom of God. We change the way that we speak, and these things will cease. I like the way that um, Emma Stark defines, and I think it's in many other teachers that do as well, the difference between power and authority, and this worth just reminding us power is the capacity to do things while authority is the right to do things. So God has all authority and all power. There's a no-brainer, he's sovereign, he can do whatever. Because we are created in his image, you and I also have authority and power. The angels are very powerful, very powerful. The fallen angels are therefore also powerful. But they don't have authority. The angels wait for the direction from God and then they go and do God's work. They wait for the authority. So we just read that God has delegated the running on this earth to the to the mankind. Yes, we know we've made a mess. We've made a mess on this earth, right? We've got problems on this earth. The problem is with men. Not the God. God has delegated it to the human race. And the human race, we don't always make good decisions. The enemy doesn't have authority because Jesus has won all the authority back. Unless a human being gives their authority to the enemy. The fallen angels don't have authority unless a human being gives them so that's why we go with the authority of the name of jesus we have the authority over all the powers of the enemy and we do that's how we overcome us that is what the word of god teaches us and the scripture says that in romans 8 37 that we are more than conquerors because we we fully benefit from the victory of jesus we work from the place of victory we don't need to um we we are overcome us because somebody else has won for us jesus has won the battle for us we overcome us because it talks about the lord in ephesians 1 20 and 21 he raised god raised jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. In case you had any doubt, it's not just in this age. It's forever and ever and ever. The name of Jesus is supreme, far above everything else. That's why we can have the peace of God. Because we go in that wonderful name. Hallelujah. So as we do the will of the Father, Jesus, when he walked on this earth, only did the will of the Father. That's how he had perfect peace, 100% of the time. We are in the will of the Father, we will have 100% peace. Praise God. I love the confidence of the first apostles. I love the confidence that Paul has. Now in the day that Paul lived, there was a lot of wrong teaching there was a lot of uh, idolatry, there was a lot of sexual immorality, just like today, just like today. And what did, what did Paul do? did he feel really down because of all the homosexual activity and all the uh, perversion? No. What did he say? First Corinthians to two onwards, for I am determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with pervasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So Paul was so confident in the power of the gospel. This is where sometimes as Christians, we get so bogged down with the bad news. We get so bogged down with what's going on, that we forget that it does not change the power of the gospel. When Moses was called and God said to him, go and set my people free. It looked really dark. He would be thinking, Come on! It's been we've been slaves for four hundred years, and who am I? Who am I? But when God speaks, the power of the gospel that we have in possession today, at one snap of God's finger, all this woke agenda crumbles like a pack of cards. Have you ever you to a child make little packs of cards? It's just made of paper, and then you blow. And the whole thing collapses. When the wind of the Holy Spirit blows, the enemy's camp will collapse like a pack of cards. It just collapses. We've been going around, and we've been doing prayer assignments at the schools, and we've been making decrees, we've been reading out prophetic words, with the scriptures, what God is going to do with the young people. He's going to visit this young generation from the age of 9 to 15 in dreams and visions according to Job 3315. He's going to do it. He's going to turn the heart. Everything that they have been taught which is of the enemy, it's just going to collapse. The power is in the gospel. It does not matter how much evil is around when the gospel shines. And the heart opens by the power of the Holy Spirit, all these things vanishes. Have confidence in the gospel. Have confidence in God today. Do not be distracted by the enemy's agenda. Talk, talk, talk. It's all just a pack of cards are stacked up at the blow of the Spirit. Whoosh, it's gone. Because the minute a young person experiences the power of God, the whole way of change minds and the way of thinking will change. This young generation are hungry for God. I'm telling you, they are hungry for something that's real. They are something, something, something that is worth living for and dying for. That's what they're looking for. And that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ it will change their life. The power of the Holy Spirit will change their lives. Be confident. So as we go, we say this prayer once at every school. Why? Because when God created, He just spoke once. Remember when Daniel was in prayer? There was a delay before he got answered. But God said to him, I heard you confident that you stand on the word of God and when you've done everything else, you still stand. Don't get that box of tissues out. This is not the time for box of tissues. This is the time for us to stand and stand on the word of God, the power of the gospel. God is moving. We heard testimonies today. It doesn't matter what difficulty you are facing. The power of the gospel is so much stronger than any drugs. Any sickness. Any broken marriages. The power of the gospel is so much stronger. God can do anything. Nothing is impossible if you believe. Nothing. So stand. Stand and stand. And you will see the hand of God working. I remember Melvin and I were praying for Melvin's nephew. He was in such a terrible state of alcohol. His parents would get phone calls from the police and he would be lying on the roadside. And they would think, are we going to have a call and he's going to be dead? He was so bad. the last time when they took him in the hospital, they, the doctor said, this is the last time your body will not be able to sustain another episode and I remember his name is David, I remember David said, he said in his mind, he said, the minute I get out of this hospital, I'm gonna have another drink. The minute I get out of this hospital, I'm gonna have another drink. Now, lots of people had prayed for him, and then this church of Scotland minister came up and prayed over him. Just like that. No desire for alcohol anymore. No desire anymore. He said he could open the fridge in somebody's house and there could be alcohol there. Didn't bother him. He just closed the door again. His counselor said, how did you do it? His counselor said, I'm trying to give up smoking. I can't do it. How did you do it? He said, it wasn't me. It was God. It was God. He was this close to dying. as long as there's life, there's hope. His name is Jesus. Nothing is impossible. led us in the song, I speak the name of Jesus. That's the name you speak over your family. That's the name you speak into the impossible situation. Have confidence. Have confidence in the gospel. Have confidence in God today. Because his word never failed. And as you have confidence in him, Sometimes I find that I have to repeat the word of God. As I pray, I repeat it over and over and over and over. God only speaks once, but, you know, we are humans. So we speak the word again, over and over and over. There was this woman, and she just didn't receive her healing. And the pastor said to her, Go home and write a thousand times, by the stripes I'm healed. Oh, she came back. Before she got to a thousand lines, she was healed. Why? Because the word of God is sometimes, we just slow and it needs to sink in. So I repeat the word of God over and over and over. And what do I experience? The waves, the peace of the Lord. It is just that knowing that you know that you know that you know that he's in control of whatever you prayed about. What you see in the natural comes very often later. But once you get the peace of God, then you know, that's it. God's got it. God's got it. And it doesn't matter what you see in the natural. You see, we are not moved by the things that we see in the seen world. We are people of the unseen world. And you trust in the Lord. And you trust in His Word. His Word cannot fail. Whatever your situation is, hang on to the Word of God. Hang on to the Word of God and stand on it. And God will see you through. We don't always know how he does it. He's told us already that his weights are higher than ours. It's going to be different. It's going to be different probably from what we expect. But he always, always, always comes through. You've heard marvelous testimonies this morning from the people here. So I just want to encourage you, encourage you to have faith in God. To be confident in the gospel. I just want to finish with the last verse from Revelation 12, verse 11. I know this is in a later time period, but nevertheless so powerful for us today as well. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of the testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. So we overcome, why? Because Jesus has overcome. It's by His blood that we are saved. It's by His blood that we can live without sinning. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. When we fall, He comes again. When when we fall, we come again. But He there's power in the blood of Jesus for us to live in a righteous way. There is power in the blood of Jesus for righteous living. His blood was not shed for you to fall back in your old ways. His blood was to change you. He shed his life, his blood for you. For your life to be transformed so that you would live in the right way. In the righteousness of God. So that's how you overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. We have two powerful testimonies here this morning that are shared. That's how we overcome, we testify to the power of the Lord. And then they did not love their lives. Why? They were decided to live for Jesus. You don't live for yourself. I don't live for myself. Somebody was on the phone to me yesterday and said, why are you not retiring? I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. This is the only life I have to live for Jesus. When I get to heaven, I don't need any faith. This is my life to actually get to know Jesus better and to live for him and to serve him. And it's such a privilege. And it's exciting and it's thrilling and it's challenging. It's all of these things. That's the reason that I exist. It's the reason I exist. There is no retirement in the kingdom of God. There is no retirement. It's, it's, it's what's driving us. Is in our DNA. Is in our purpose. It's a God-given purpose. You've got a God-given purpose. So today, my friend, have confidence in the gospel. Have confidence in God to be an overcomer in every situation. In the name of Jesus, be blessed.